How many mics do we Government, the other day uh, Ride it away, ride it away Get funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. my mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart And no one's from the old school Cause rap is still a brand new tool I say This is Sam on New School on Vocal Radio I'm Eatree Schooler Kevin Copeland and you know what it is. We've been doing this since May, maybe April. We chop it up week to week uh, about hip hop, news, views, reviews, uh, and everything in between. Welcome. Shout out to producer Justin Mayer. A lot to get into. Now, Kevin, how did you spend your Indigenous People's Day? Yeah, you know what I, I did today, man? I, on Mondays, we do a YCA still writing prompt, you know? Uh, like uh-huh. And uh, so... Um, because it was Indigenous People's Day, I was inspired by Audre Lorde's Litany for Survival, um, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful text and, uh, you know, was encouraging people to think about the different things you, your people, your parents have overcome in order for you to be here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And so that was that. Yeah, was I'm going to. Yeah, I caught that one and I, I'm going to actually do that one. Cause I was really, no, you uh, should. Yeah. You'd body. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like it might low key just be an entire book on the real. Word, like, yeah. Right, right. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I know we have some teachers in the building, uh, in the, in the digital building. And so definitely make sure you follow the hashtag YC is still writing. I have the distinct privilege of guest hosting that for a week. It's great. It's just a wealth of, of, and, and really if you search by the hashtag, you got, yeah, just, you got, you got yeah, just, it don't stop. Really. Yeah. yeah, it don't stop. It don't yeah. stop. What about you? Uh, How did you spend the day? You know, I'm taking the week off from my like my 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 primary gig, my administrative gig, and uh, and so I'm just like taking time to kind of just catch up on some writing and just be kind of in my house more and just like around my kids a little bit and just be available. You know, if somebody needs me to run in a store or whatever. And, just kind of like live in my head a little bit too, like I used to did and not, you know, so, uh, so I'm taking this week to do that, but I can already feel it going too fast. So I'm, okay, I'm trying yeah. to, yeah, well, but, uh, yourself. Yourself. yeah, you know, you know, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's sure. not what it isn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, well, uh, let's get into it. Where should we start? I think it should go. I think we should talk about Scarface first. Man. Yeah. Let's talk about, it. let's talk about Scarface first. Yeah. When did you hear the news? So you told me about it, you, and you heard, you heard this on Twitter or or yeah, what social yeah, platform? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just, I mean, just this week, I think it was, the incredible groundbreaking rapper Scarface from the Crew Ghetto Boys, you know, Houston-based Rap a Lot mm-hmm. Records, uh, mm-hmm. someone who has done so much for lyricism, has done so much for the culture, like true OG, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you think, about, you think about Ghetto Boy's impact and then you think about Scarface's career, solo career and just the discography that he has and all, mm-hmm. like all of the literature. I mean, I, I teach Scarface in the classroom, particularly oh, really? that's, that song, My Block. Every day has been the same old thing on my block. You either working or you're slanging cocaine on my block. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is just very much about the kind of you know, like on the corner, on the block aesthetics, like that, you know, that kind of realism that, that I love about hip hop, like the true reportage, mm-hmm. burst journalism, right. you know, like Scarface is a master of this, you know? Absolutely. It's, and so, yeah, so on Twitter, you know, just recently this week, he put out, this This was the tweet, I need a kidney, y'all, any volunteers, B plus blood type. And that's, that's wow. the tweet, which has mm. mm. gotta be like probably mm. one of the most tragic tweets in the you know the the genre's history yeah 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 i mean i i know that uh 
similarly, I, it just makes me think of Fife from Tribe Called yes. Quest yeah. and, that, and that documentary, um, Beats Rhymes in Life or something like that, what yeah. it was called, yeah, 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 the Tribe Called yeah. Quest documentary. And I know that was like a struggle for Fife, so this brought me back to that. But yeah, man, that that's like that's like really kind of shocking. But also at the same time, I mean, you know, this is this is my twisted brain. I'm also just like, just like as a fan of the music, like to, to know that like, wow, I saved Scarface's life. Right, I know. Like for for real, if you have if you have like an extra kidney that you're trying to get rid of and you have B plus uh, blood type, then yeah, you like definitely. You know what I mean? Lend, like you, like you, like kidney. backstage, yeah, backstage passes forever. Like right, I mean, yeah, you have peace status forever. Yeah, you probably could like orchestrate the Ghetto Boys reunion. You probably get you know like a Prince J like sit down. You know what I mean? There's all sorts of things yeah. I think you you'd be able to get now. You know, so what you know, Ti offered money to anyone who's willing to help Scarf. You know, Scarface. Wow, wow. But you know, so, you know this come. This is a result of of COVID. Oh, you know, I didn't he, know had, he was he was he had I, you know I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the show I know we talked about it kind of off air but you know in in March or something like that he contracted COVID and oh, it wow. got it got so bad that he had to go on dialysis because his kidneys were failing from it. And, oh, okay, see, I didn't know that part of it. I didn't and know that part of it. and they he just he you know I, he just hasn't recovered since. Oh man, that's sad, man. Yeah, COVID COVID has been wrecking shop on communities of color, definitely on indigenous communities, yeah. certainly on the black community, and has already taken, you know, a couple of, you know, has, has already impacted hip hop pretty hardcore. And this is definitely, you know, one of the more high profile um, cases, man. Yeah. So man, you see the contrast, you see the contrast between the care that, you know, someone like Scarface would get and somebody with less means would get yeah. in, in, in the contrast to the kind of care that 45 is getting, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, whatever they're running him through and, and who knows, you know, with all the, you know, smoke and mirrors and everything like that. But it's just, it, you know, you just continue to see the, you know, grand disparity, the health gap uh, that oh, yeah. exists between, you know, yeah, yeah. black and brown communities and white communities and white communities of means, you know. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Like even Scar, even somebody like Scarface, you know. Right. Um, but I mean, but it's hard to get a kidney too. I mean, like even, yes, even yeah. you know, I, I, it's just the wait list is is uh, is long. So it's it's really sad, man. It's tragic, and you know you can't help but of course think about reflect on his his legacy and everything he's brought to the game. And uh, you know, it just of course I'm like playing all my Scarface records. I've been playing yeah, all of stuff. You know, I'm gonna get do you have favorites? Do you have, do you have favorites like lines or albums? I mean, I know this is he greets his father with his hands out. Uh, yeah. I never seen a man die till I see a man cry no, or whatever. Right. He greets his father with his hands out. Rehabilitated slightly. Glad to be the man's child. He greets his father with his hand. That's pretty good. That's um, a pretty good scarface. I got a few. I got a few. Um, and, uh, you know, and then honestly, man, I know this is not like rocket surgery to anyone, but, you know, my mind is playing tricks on me. One of the greatest songs ever made. At night, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks and the dark visions of bodies being burned. Yo, like, period. yeah. And, and, and it's about to be Halloween, which is like kind of like yeah. probably one of the best songs not yeah. even about halloween it's really about paranoia and all these other kind of you know incredible things like you know mental health which will kind of go into our second segment but oh yeah you know, definitely like, like, it's, like it's, yeah my mind is playing tricks on me yeah yeah but and and i love you know there, there 
but there, there was that there was a line like a couplet um i think you'll appreciate it like when he says you know investigating the joint for traps check out my yeah. telephone for taps that, that the yo, when he's when he the way he flips check out my telephone yeah. like i as a yeah. kid i would do that and like eric eric sermon has another line like thinking about a pop record like That's that right, was yeah. how that was yeah. how i try to put syllables together quickly you know check out my telephone check out Check, check, check my telephone for taps. Yeah, just like yeah, all of all, all of that that um, consonants there, just all those like, you know, is just really love. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, Halloween this year is on a Saturday, so you know this year Halloween falls on a weekend. Weekend, yeah. Me and Ghetto Boys are trick or treating, uh, robbing little kids for bags. I mean, they, look, they were younger at the time, but I, I'm pretty sure they were like grown-ish. They were very grown. Yeah, uh, they could yeah. vote. They could buy cigarettes. They could get car insurance on a rental car, like they were. Yeah, yeah. I don't know robbing if Bushwickville had much of a run in the. Um, car insurance game. I don't know if he was like steadily insured throughout his career, but hey man. He might he you might know, win. He might you be, you might you'd be surprised. The South is they play by different rules down there. <laughs> uh but anyway, well hey uh Scarface, we, we got your back man and uh I, yeah, I don't stuck. think I'm B plus. Otherwise yeah. I would absolutely give you my kidney. Uh would you? I do it for the I, I do it for the culture. <laughs> you do it for the yeah, culture. For, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't actually. But but uh yeah man, somebody will and uh, no, we, I we I think the hope is man, I hope he gets on a list. I hope that, that he gets moved yeah. up that list. I hope that you know, he gets what he needs and and soon cuz you you can't live without those organs obviously and yeah, can't live I just just yeah. Yeah, rest up prayers up for Scarface. Um this is the same old new school with Idris Goodwin and Kevin Coble. And we are talking about hip hop. We are talking about health. Big news coming out of the D, my hometown. Royce the Five Nine. Yeah. Lyricist, rapidy rapper, Eminem, one half of the Bad Meets Evil, one part of the now defunct Slaughterhouse, recording artist extraordinaire, ghostwriter extraordinaire, and has become a real advocate for his city has started the Ryan Montgomery, which is his name, Foundation for Mental Health. It's a new foundation working with the National Alliance on Mental Health and CNS Healthcare, which are both based in Detroit. He says, this is his quote, as a person of color who has seen a therapist for many years, I know how important it is to talk about your issues with an unbiased mental health care professional. My people often think of seeing a therapist as taboo. It's my mission to dispel that myth and give light to those who believe there is no way out of the darkness. Yeah, man. Very Absolutely. mature. You know, I, yeah, and as a person of color, a male, a cisgendered male who, who came up and was raised by a baby boomer and who is now finding himself a father of children and a mentor, et cetera, and is now really, like, wrestling with, like, wow, like, everything that I was taught to me about masculinity is like some bullshit and I should probably talk to somebody <laughs> like why am I screaming at a six-year-old you know for like not picking up socks or you know what I mean why am I just like you know but you know so yeah like this is really this one encouraged me too because he comes from the same place you know I come from you know what I mean and so like there's a there's a I know what he's talking about I know where he comes from and I, I think about all my, my, you know, my brother, my cousins, my friends, you know, people growing up and uh, and how we were, the men that I used to kick it with, like how we were and this, the language we use with each other and all of that. And, and so I think something like this, you know, is really powerful, actually. 
So uh, Salus Race 5.9, man, this is very impressive. I'm super excited about it. I'm doing this thing where I'm donating every week to a different social justice or nonprofit organization, really like not, not giving that much money, but really just to kind of like do it consistently and build a practice and raise yeah. awareness and, and, and try to build some coalition. And so I definitely am, am going to probably make this my one for next week because uh, I was really moved by it, you know. No, that's beautiful, man. That's really, that's very dope. I mean, have you, have you ever been to a therapist? Never. Yeah. Once, once when I was a kid, when I was like 14 or 15, they thought I had ADD and I, I talked to a therapist like maybe twice and then it just went nowhere because it was just like, that boy's fine. He just needs to work harder. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, so no, not, not. And at that point, I was so immature and didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I was very, you know, so how about you, Kevin Cole? Oh, well, yeah, I'm Jewish, of course. um, Well, but I I, I, I didn't, I tossed that out to say that just culturally, though, right? Like, yeah, in in, in black culture, that's not what you do. And, you know, in your culture, that's like, it's like a cliche. So I didn't want to kind of go there because I'm not trying to get Nick Cannon out here. uh, Well, yeah, no, I mean, Jews are, are, I mean, you know, I think, you know, some of the, you know, early therapists and those who kind of created the field of psychotherapy are Jews. And and I think it's because we love the life of the mind and I think mm-hmm. also account for history. And, you know, there are a, mi- a million reasons. But I also think like coming up, it wasn't, you know, in that way, it was not taboo. It, it was taboo in terms of like the, you know, American, you know, masculine you know, kind of bury your feelings. Like my grandfather, who was an assimilated Jew, like would would never go to therapy, even though he needed therapy deeply. Um, but I, you know, <laughs> exactly. I, you yeah. know, but I, I think I got, you know, lucky in, in the sense that I was also reared by the women in my family who, mm-hmm. um, you know, also needed therapists to deal with the men and everything else. That's what and, I was going to say. It's like men, men in their, in their, in their um, denial of going to therapy end up just sending other people to therapy. For real. Yeah, for real. And so I, yeah, yeah I mean, I have, I have a, a ther- therapist now who, you know, I'll, I'm probably going to end up dedicating my next book to, you know, because wow. he really has helped me through so much of yeah. my own bullshit. And, and, you know, over the last couple of years and, but I've had, you know, over the course of my life, like I've had, I used to go see somebody else, uh, stop seeing her after a while. And then, you know, in the last few years I've returned to therapy and it's made, a giant difference. I mean, just in terms of a cadence in my week, but then absolutely to have a space to go talk about shit that I need to talk about. And I, I can't process on my own, you know, that, yeah, that the shit that I like, like everyone, the shit that yeah. everyone inherits, the shit that everyone carries is too much for you to deal with by yourself, you know? And so yeah. if, if you don't have Big a therapist, facts. I mean, people go have gone to their, uh, you know, priests or pastors or rabbis mm-hmm. or imams mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whoever, but I just, I think that practice of, of unburdening yourself, of talking to someone and getting someone who is, you know, trained to have you see what's going on with yourself is, is absolutely in, in important. And I think, you know, to your point, I, I think I really commend Royce for not only being, you know, on any given day, like top five, you know, but, yeah, easily. but, but also just for doing this work, you know, for, for himself and and for his community and hopefully destigmatizing, you know, the notion of, of going to see somebody and, and talk with them. Yeah, that's, that's well said, man. And also, as you're talking to, it makes me also realize that like, I'm sure, you know, 
all roads always lead back to systemic racism. I mean, you know, my pops told me that like, and my mom too, that growing up, you know, even just dentistry, you know, like what dentist you could go to, you know, it's like you could only go, there would be like one black dentist for like a 30 mile radius, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, so, so I'm sure like who, who, what white therapist was going to treat. And even, and even if you were black, like who's got the means, right? Like, you know, are there, you know, and so there's also this thing of, you know, it's, it's not the cultural, it's like, how do you do that? Right. It's like, yeah, talk to the pastor, right. Talk to the pastor, pray on it or just shut up or like get over it. Like, you know what I mean? So, so there's some of that too, of like, it's not even an option, I think for, Certainly, even just my parents' generation, that just was not an option, right? Yeah. And yeah. so here comes us with our cable TV asses, and like, you know, um, you know, it's like we're, we, you know, if there's no one to really, you know, so I, I, I think someone like this that we know and trust, someone from our generation, who's like, no, here's here's how you can do it, here's a yes. road to do it, is really uh, is really positive, man. So and, and I think part of what he's doing, you know, he's he's partnered with a few different orgs in Michigan and mm -hmm. Detroit. But I think part of what he's doing is also securing, you know, free sessions for folks. I mean, I yeah, think he's, yeah. he's not only is he coming out and trying to destigmatize it, but I think, you know, and it's it's similar to what, you know, an organization in Chicago is doing, Healthy Hood. Um, mm -hmm. They have a similar campaign about mental health in black and brown communities uh, where they've secured, you know, like hundreds of pro bono hours from trained professionals to huge, and you man. could sign up if you if you want a, a, a spot, you could sign up and get you know, you know, have an opportunity to talk someone, talk to someone. And so, yeah, man, I mean, I think there are, there are resources out there and, and, you know, I, I hope people who want and even think about needing to talk to somebody that they really try to then talk to somebody because it, it, it can save yeah. your life and it can make a world. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. Amen, man. Amen. Yo, so this is a same old new school. You're listening to Idris Goodwin. And Kevin Coble. Yeah, man. Big, big week for conversations on health within the community. We talked about Scarface needing Kendi. We just talked about Royce to Five Nine and his mental health organization that he just started. And speaking of Detroit, uh, we're going to talk about some lyrical fitness, some lyrical health. Uh, one of the most slept on and underrated in the game, also a Detroit rapper of that Royce to Five Nine, Eminem, Slum Village, Jay Dilla era is Elzai who's always been one of my favorite rappers, most more, even more so than one of my favorite rappers. One of the rappers I listen to and he makes me want to write rhymes. Like yeah. just, just, I just, as a rapper, as like a rapidy rapper to my core, like I listen to him just like, like this, like, mm, oh, technique interesting, right? <laughs> Which again, stepping outside of myself, I totally could get how, you know, if you just like songs, you know, like you might, not know how to listen to Elzai, but I also am like, I don't understand how you could not find that amazing. Yeah. Well, and he, I mean, he has some songs on this record, which is great. I know we're about to, yeah. we're kind of, go, you know, this record seven times down, eight times up is, is a great record and he has some songs on it, but I mean, you know, I think he just does so many things well. And I yeah. wonder, we've talked about it before, but what is it about Detroit rap? What is it about Midwest rap where, you know, you have so many gifted lyricists who are also great storytellers, who can battle rap, who yeah. are, you know, masters of the metaphor, can, you know, talk their shit and also yeah. like weave a, a, an incredible yarn. And, and Elzai in some ways like at, you know, is in the top of that conversation. Royce is my favorite rapper from Detroit, but Elzai is in my top few, you know, and, and yeah. it's because he is able to do so many things 
so well. And and he and he really I, this this is a great record. But but two, you know that song, Hot Winter, Cold Summer. That's the reason I go for the knees and put them season figures for leg locks. I crack all dozen in your egg box. Bang this in your car and watch it transform like Meg Fox. Is a jam. Like that's that's a jam. Yeah, and he he made the hook like like there's so much that's working about this album, but that song is yeah. a standout for me for sure. I mean, I even like the the cadence on Smoke and Mirrors too. Like he flips a different cadence than we know, so you see him making <laughs> making that effort to kind of be like, no, I can you know I can keep up, I can flip it up, I can I can kind of go more like just right on the beat as opposed right. to polyrhythmic, you know. Um, no, it's really solid. I gave it one full listen. I mean, also, he's the master of a concept album. So the album that he put out before this, um, which was really, a really, again, a slept on album, which very much was about mental health, um, was it was a concept album, too, that was all about the colors that he that that would be like, I guess this was part of his therapy, like identifying a color for his mood or his emotion. And he sort of built a whole album. I'm going to find the name of it. The album that sticks out. Lead Poison. Lead Poison. Oh, Lead po okay, wow. Okay. Lead Poison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether you cop the album, download it, you stream it, it pop the CD in. I just want my grandmama to see me win. No, he has a, he has a discography, man. Like, like I, I, I go back to, to Elmatic, the... You know the kind of Oof, the, the hard, Detroit hard. flip of Illmatic and from the Genesis, where the finish is. No role models, just empty bottles of Genesis. Roaches in that. No, he took he took that as a blueprint and made his yeah. own, you know, kind of old record in some ways, but flipped it in such a beautiful way to make it not about Queens but about Detroit. Um, and, yeah. and I, I had I a could, live band, had a live band play yo, those, had a live band play those samples underneath. The, yeah, the, same what, samples. The, the band is fire too. I think it's like a Will, Will Sessions or something like that is the name of the band mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, even as an instrumental album, by the way, that album goes, but but his you know, Detroit State of Mind. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And El I mean, his first, his first. Yeah, man. He's, just, he's nice. No, he's just, he's, no, he's dope. He's just, he's dope. It's a brand you can trust, man. And it's just no fuss, no muss, no frills, no, no BS. Um, yeah, the Jericho Jackson album I thought was was pretty good too. But like, he's, yeah, man. So anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to digging into this one more. I, like yeah. I said, I only got to listen to it one time. But uh, already, I'll be curious as to what you. I'll be curious to what you think because there's something on this record that I, I you know, I, I'm, I can't because I've, I've been through it more than I've been through it a number of times, and there's okay. something conceptually that's happening that I can't put my finger on. What what I wonder is is he playing in uh, not a dissimilar space from what some of Grave Diggers and some of those folks were were playing in because you know he has this not the single but what the, the last track Jason. That kid who had a rocky past. It seems like there is like a a paralleling of you know this is the narrative of the neighborhood and this is a horror movie this is this is America this is American racism and this is a horror movie and there's there's some kind of weaving for me in this album between these you know few spaces in in a really great way in in a way that Jordan Peele would would be you know yeah. in, in a sense too you know. Well, man, the, the Devil's Night, you know, there was something in Detroit in the 80s called Devil's Night, which was a tradition where they just burned down houses or burned uh, down abandoned buildings uh, the night before 
Halloween and it was real serious. And so, you know, Esham is one of the first horrorcore rappers ever. He was right. out in the eighties, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, and it's just post-industrialization, man. It's just the cracker. It's like, it's like that neglect leads to actual horror, like not made up horror. So there was always, you know, I remember it was some of my Detroit homies who really hipped me to, to, to horror, like horror right. movies and stuff like right. that. Cause it was like, there was this this understanding, especially the urban in the eighties. You had a lot of urban horror movies too, like Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, he starts at Camp Crystal Lake, and then there's a whole moment where he goes to New York, and you know what I'm saying. Like, um, so anyway, I, I don't want to get in the weeds of horror movies, but uh, no, listen, Kevin Cover, we are at seven fifty six, and we got to get the homie Zay Patel in. He did not loose loose. He's 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 dying to talk to us about this twenty one Metro Boomin' record that we got to get into. Do it, man. Uh, and do so it. we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta Peace let the, the people. Young what up, Zade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All man. right. So Kevin Cole, we'll we'll catch you next week. I'm about to let Zayd in. Peace, Peace brother. Peace. My dude, what's up? How are you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. How's life in Chicago? Where Where in Chicago are you? In North Center, which is like near the Upper East Side. Oh, that's what's up, man. So tell me, my friend, Twenty One Savage, Metro Boomin, what's the verdict? I don't know anything about what you guys were talking about earlier, but uh, it's definitely like base. It's kind of showing the difference between rap like then and now. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. like, I feel like just the amount of producing that goes into music now is so different than the amount of producing that goes into music then. I feel like Metro mm-hmm. and Savage, like their uh, their duo, is kind of influential because of mm. how. It's just like different than old rap in a lot in like a, a lot of ways. I think Twenty One Savage has grown as a rapper a lot because he his old albums, 2017, 2018, not nearly as good as his last two albums. So this one, yeah. and then he has songs with like J Cole on his other one and uh, Childish Gambino. I mm-hmm. feel like that that was a big step for him. And then he almost got deported. Remember that? Yeah, uh, very bizarre. Yes. And then, um, yeah, I just like really like. I really like every single song on this album. It's it's a mainstream album, but I mean yeah. it has Drake. You know what I mean? So I think it was a total. I mean, that's pretty. Here. Yeah, that's 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 pretty major. Now, did I hear rumors that Morgan Freeman shows up on this album, or is that just like in the? the he does. Oh, he's the narrator. Do the whole album? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I thought I'm like, does he do a verse? Does like Morgan Freeman like do his like some Shawshank Redemption bars? Shawshank Redemption is a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you recommend it. You you mess with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if people who are like, I don't know if older heads are going to like it, but I don't know. Yeah, what are you going to do? What, we don't like anything. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm i I'm into 21 Savage. Can I tell you, we talked about him on the show because he started this program in Atlanta for kids to learn like financial literacy. So we talked about that. And so that endeared us to him. But uh, he's been consistent. He grinds hard. He stays putting out records. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, he's not my favorite, but I definitely don't think he's trash either, you know? Uh, so yeah, I've been meaning to to check it out because I heard that Morgan, I heard that Morgan Freeman thing. Uh, and that's, again, that's how he gets the old heads. He gets the old heads by bringing in the oldest head. And then we get tricked and we're like, oh, let me hear Morgan Freeman on this. All right, well, yo, check it out. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we have like 20 seconds left. Do you have any other albums you want to recommend be, besides this uh, 21 Savage and Metro Boomer? I didn't listen to the Bryson Tiller one, and then I don't listen to Trey Song, so I didn't listen to his either. You say you did listen to the Bryson Tiller, or you didn't? 
No. You haven't listened to it yet? Okay. Maybe you talk about that one next week because I've been curious about that one. I, I've been seeing it and I haven't pressed play yet, but I'm curious. All right. All right, All right, brother. You stay up, man. We'll see you next week.